everyone, and welcome to the Supernatural <laughs> Junkies. Junkies. We're trying to take it old school and do it all coordinated. I tried not to laugh. Yeah, I we tried. tried. Welcome everyone to Supernatural Junkies to another bonus episode. And once again, we have an awesome guest with us today. You Wait, are... did you get a coupon for this episode? Is that is it a bonus? Buy one, get one, a BOGO. A BOGO? That's what they call it, a BOGO. We got a BOGO with a very special guest. Kevin, no, just kidding. He's not such a special guest. But he's Rob's not very, here. And Rob's he's... not here either. He's not, but he's, he's still special to us. <laughs> he is very special, if you we know what I mean. We miss him. But we have the BOGO of... Pastor Thomas Dozer, once again, you guys, I know you're super excited about that. He's amazing. He is here with us again today. And in case you missed it last time, he's got a very special word for us. So. Absolutely. He sent chills up on my spine a couple of times. So tell us about Dr. Dozer. All right. He holds a master's degree in pastoral counseling. He also has a PhD, so he is definitely a bona fide doctor in theology. He's been pastoring since 1996 when he founded the Word of Grace and Truth Ministries here in Tampa, Florida. He's also president of Grace and Truth Christian University. Dr. Dozer has dedicated himself to building of God's Word and Kingdom through education and profound exegete of God's Word in order that minds may be renewed, lives reformed, and God be glorified. He's also been in the U.S. Army from 1978 to 1986. We didn't mention that last time, but we thought it was important that you guys know that. So he has served in the military. He is amazing, and he is here with us to help us figure this COVID beast and, out. And also, you know, I noticed there that he does pastoral counseling here, so maybe I could book an appointment. For you. Yeah. yeah. You can, you need can a talk lot. about how to deal with difficult women. <laughs> Good luck. But n- nobody I know. Yeah. <laughs> nobody you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, he was sharing a word last particular one, and we wanted to kind of end back with that. So, again, you think about all the things we've been through, and all of us have been asking God questions as we've been going through this. And so we just thought that, that what he kind of received from God was just such a relevant word. So we want to pick back up. Just tell us exactly what was kind of going on with the this word that God gave you. Okay. Uh, on March 18, 2020, the Lord gave me a word of wisdom. Uh, and it goes as such, In this hour no harm shall come upon my church, though the territory of this plague is vast. Its devastation is limited. The government means you no ill. It is responding according to its own understanding. For the church, this is a time and a season for evaluation of your faith and your spiritual condition. I am, this being the Lord, I am looking at you in order to purge you of what is not like me. This isn't the end. Be encouraged. I am is preparing you for what lies ahead. Endure through this time and season, trusting and relying upon me. My promises are true. And then some months later, approximately six months later, I received the word. It came in the form of a sentence. The things that are taking place are leading to that which is to come. Right. You can you can see that this is the start of something, not necessarily that we, we don't want to have this fear reaction. So here you are being told right away, this is not something to fear, but it is something that's going to lead somewhere. Right. Yes. And that's really the, the word that we, we need to see. And you can see that very right. few people in the church are really talking about how these really are the makings of, of end time biblical prophecy. Sure. You know, and so we've been talking about not only are we supposed to talk about things that are happening, 
but talking about how they fulfill the Bible. And then when that happens, we want to see not the church just only focus on encouragement, you know, which is the idea of lifting up our heads, but we want to see, you know, some things that maybe we, maybe we need to stand up for. Right. And just again, ties into that imager of God being made as imagers of God. That is what we are called to be. That is what we're called to do. It is, that is that dominion, right? That is what we are called to do. It is not just, okay, now, now what? Nope. That's what your mission is here. While we are here, that is what we're supposed to be doing. So that's still our mission to be imagers of God and act in that way. So last time we talked about a lot of the deception. We talked about um, some of the specific things that, you know, gave him some ideas. Maybe there's something nefarious going on here. But what do you think as far as the vaccine goes? What, what, what do you think about this current vaccine? What is it that just doesn't seem to add up for you? Well, we've heard a number of things. Number one, uh, the vaccine was supposed to be the end all to uh, the coronavirus. And then that changed. It was not an end all. It was more so where it would make the symptoms uh, less effective. And if you had not been vaccinated, we heard that one. Uh, and then we heard, well, if you get it, you're not guaranteed that you will not get it again. Uh, and then you got to a point of the vaccine as they are attempting to do now. Uh, and I'm saying attempting because you have a number of governors who are fighting them to make it mandatory for uh, companies with at least 100 employees. And so that in itself becomes troubling. It's a red flag. Why are you making this thing mandatory? Right. Right. Uh, taking choices away you know you start to think and to to me probably the most the most troubling thing about this is that from a christian standpoint we're not talking about a vaccine we're talking about something that is giving them access to the temple of god sure you know so what do you see with respect to that idea because i mean we've all lots of people taken vaccines it turns out that i actually haven't but, you know, our kids have been vaccinated on a few of them. There were some of them that we refused. But this is a generally, this is a narrative that that Christians and Americans, you know, buy into overall. Yeah, I haven't taken a vaccination since the military. Right. And uh, I've, I don't take the flu vaccine, and yet I don't have problems with the flu. Right. And usually if I'm a little down the weather, I usually get up in about a day or two. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's... It's pretty troublesome when you see this. And then going a step further, uh, I believe I mentioned this before, uh, when you hear that the Congress and those who, who work close alongside them, when you hear that they are exempt from it, that yes. in itself, that's really your biggest, right. that's your biggest red flag. Why are you exempting people, you know, at the top? And you can see pictures, pictures where you have one, uh, one photo where all of them are unmasked and then the cameras will come in and then boom the masks are on and leave and then boom the masks are off again so is there something that they know that much of the general public does not know 
Right. right. Well, I also like what you had said in the last episode. You're like, when you are willing to give up some of your rights to the government in you know hopes of control or um, getting this out of the way, and you had said, well, you're not going to get them back. You're not going to get them back. And we haven't, right? I mean, that's proven to be true. So every time this thing changes, and they're like, oh, well, we just need to do this for a little while. I think you know they've drawn that line in the sand and said, well, once this we get a handle on this, then you'll get this back. I think we keep seeing that line get changed, right? It's just a right. little more infringement of our rights, a little more control for them, and a little further, and a little further. And so when does that, when do we see this stopping? I don't know. Um, what do you guys think? Well, that's where the booster idea comes in. And again, they're on their fourth booster now. This is their th- fourth shot right. in Israel. So we, we had a something on air where Dr. David Bowery was on MSNBC talking about how when you receive the first vaccination, you're neutralizing antibodies, which he called them the gold standard. These are the best ones we got. They actually go down after you've taken the second shot, a five to six fold decrease of these things. And again, what's their solution for this situation where they have taken these two shots, their immunity has gone down. What's their solution? Take a third shot. (laughs) And again, that just doesn't make any sense to me. So this idea then that there's a never ending need, okay? for us to have mandatory access to your body to do whatever we want. And this is a very, and again, done under emergency order where there is no informed consent. There's no description of exactly what's in this, right? And so these are very, very troubling ideas. So what would you say about uh, someone I just said there as far as the idea that, you know, now we have boosters and some of these boosters are actually required in order to, for you to keep your pe- vaccine passport? I would say at that particular, when you go to that point, you definitely are beginning to function as an authoritarian. Yes. Uh, going into a totalitarian type government. Uh, that's what you're moving to. Uh, unfortunately, people in the United States hear that, and there's laughter when you hear that because they're saying, oh, that could never happen. But there are a lot of things that people say it could never happen, and it happened. Taking yes. her out of school, and right. it happened. Uh, abortion, and it happened. Same-sex marriage, and it happened. Okay, it's, uh, the right to choose your own insurance, and it happened. So when you when you look at this, I believe it's it's very, very dangerous. Uh, when I look at this thing, when you think about a passport, a passport is usually authorizing you or to go a certain place or permitting you to go a certain place. For example, if I were to leave the United States and I was going to another country, I need a passport. Uh, going to a place like Nigeria, for example, not only do I need my passport, but then I have to go to, and some may have it differently, but what I had to do was go to their embassy. Uh, here in the United States and nearest one because the nearest one was in Atlanta so I had to go all the way to Atlanta from uh, from Brandon and there they've got to give me their visa so I've got the passport but I also need the visa in order to go into their country if I don't have those things I cannot go into them now you think about that and they're saying a passport Uh, what are you asking me for a passport for answer to go into this place to go into that place to do this to do that so now you get to a point where if you do not have the vaccine you won't have a passport 
Right. If you don't have the passport, then you cannot, speaking of business that are essential and non-essential, you cannot do the things or get the things that are essential to you for survival. Right. Once again, creating another problem. So how do you see the, you know, because we talk about, we're going to talk about the implications for the mark of the beast. But one of the things that's rolled out with the mark of the beast is the idea of a, the strange threat that they make. That if you don't take this, then you don't get to buy and sell. How do you feel that's related to a vaccine passport? Okay, now we can go back to the, I think you mentioned in the last segment, the possibility or probability of it being a precursor. I would look at it, if anything, more of a precursor. And right. the reason I would do that, I'm going to carefully study the scripture. And the main chapter, or the main portion of scripture that I would need to look at is Revelation chapter 13. Because when I look into Revelation chapter 13, now I'm starting to see, I see a couple beasts there. Right. I also see the dragon. Right. I see one receiving his power uh, from the dragon. I see one receiving a lethal wound uh, and he's seen as dead, but it, it appears he really did not die, but he's seen as dead, the one who received this wound. And then once uh, 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 once this happens, there's going to be an image erected, um, you know, an image, an icon, a resemblance. And then Satan is going to give life to this image. After this image receives life, then... There's going to be a demand that you worship the image of the beast. That's taking worship from God and taking worship to himself. Uh, uh, and those who do not worship the image of the beast, they're going to be tracked down and killed. And then it tells you, and then they shall receive a mark in their hand or their forehead. Now, if you look at that word mark in, in the Greek, there's nothing about it that's figurative. It's all literal, yes. and it speaks of like a scratch, or because it, it, you know, in that time when they gave tattoos or marks or whatever, it was different. You had to come, you had to cut in two. Right. So a mark that they are going to receive, um, and those who do not get the mark will not be able to buy nor sell. So when I look at this, we have not reached this time where uh, there is a demand to worship the image of the beast right uh i go back to that word and i received and it looks as we it we're being prepared yeah. for those things which are to come i don't think if even if this isn't which i i i'm inclined to think that is not because of the order of things uh i think it's a big mistake for the church to take it lightly and just say well okay well that's not it so we don't have that to to worry about you don't really have anything to worry about but you have that to be concerned about yes okay so for the church to say we're not concerned about it then you're caught off guard and so you what you're i believe what you're seeing is you're getting humans into uh, you get humans to comply so if you get humans into compliance when these things do come about and a person can say, well, we did this and we did that and it really didn't damage. It really didn't do this. It really didn't do that. So how, how bad can this be? Exactly. And, and, and then secondly on that, the image is something they're going to be deceived into worship. But people, people will know 
they would know that they're taking this image. They won't be, per se, taking something and saying, I didn't know this is the image. They will know it's going to be voluntary, even though when you take this thing and it's voluntary, the end result for those who do not take is going to be starvation for some and death for some. And we know that there will be a portion who will survive until Christ's return. Right. But it's not where it is something that you're doing and I didn't know I was there. They are going to know that they're taking the mark of the beast. Right. So what I would ask you about this is that, you know, so I think if we say, let's just say somebody's completely unsaved, right? Do you think that they are going to know they're taking the mark of the beast? They're going they're going to know what they're taking. Now, basically, when you look at that, just think about it today. There are people right now who really worship Satan. Yes. We know that you have the uh, satanic temple. As a matter of fact, they're lining up with the liberals to fight against this uh, abortion ban law. Right. Okay. Yes. You know that you have, and they have that image. They have that big image of Baphomet, the goat right. god, Baphomet. Yeah. So uh, pronounced May, Baphomet. They have that big image of him, B-A-P-H-O-M-E-T. Mm-hmm. They have that image of him. Okay. That, that idol. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there be people who will know uh, the the unsaved, whoever it is, believe they're making a choice for human survival. And we go back to Jesus' words. It's so very important. And people look at it in some situations, but not that. Jesus said, those who love their lives will lose it. Right. Mm-hmm. And those who lose their lives will gain eternal life. And so you're going to have people who are thinking about temporal, mm-hmm. temporal uh, 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 life, temporal, you could say temporal, even temporal deliverance, deliverance from what? Deliverance from the hardships that you're going to have in the earth. Okay, you have people who are going to do that, and some of those people are not going to believe that Jesus is coming anyway. Some of those people are atheists. So I believe that's what you're dealing with there. You will have people who profess to be uh, believers and they will fall away uh, for those who struggle with that one about people falling away you can go to second timothy chapter 4 look at verse 10 and before that verse paul is talking to luke and he says he wants him to come and bring this and bring that and he, he gives him reason he says for demas mm-hmm. he said demas demas who in philemon and in uh colossians it speaks of him as a fellow laborer with paul he said demas has forsaken me having loved this present world and gone to Thessalonica. And that word forsaken is to say to leave helpless, Mm. to leave alone, to abandon. Right. Uh, So there are some because of their love of the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. They will, uh, they will abandon the faith. And so this is important for people to recognize that for that person who thinks, Oh no, I just can't, it just can't, it just can't. Uh, you set yourself up to be caught off guard. Yes. You know, we're allowing a, something that's coming in. And again, you know, it's very important to realize that you can make a case for why this isn't the mark of the beast. But the point of the matter is, is that this is where I'm going to take my hands off of it and say, let's just focus on exactly what the Bible says. As long as I say what the Bible says, and then I make a case for how that is happening, right? Then again, this can be a way for God to what? Give us a warning to wake us up. And again, at the end of the day, 
it, it really is going to be you know a decision that we all have to make when that when and if that thing whether even we're here for when that happens but the point is is that the more we talk about this the more people are informed right and again they're not caught off guard and they're not sleeping does that make sense it makes a lot of sense and, and so this is this is where i think sometimes i haven't necessarily clarified myself uh, i do believe there's going to be some deception involved in this but i do believe as well that something inside a christian is going to somehow know but you can see this is affecting people because i've had multiple people that have like i said i had a patient that said she cried all the way there cried all the way home you know about having to take this because something inside of her is saying this is something that's that's like something i'm supposed to be having a problem with does that make sense yeah and so you're like when we to me this is like you said if we give them this power from my perspective this is over with the with the kind of technologies that we have with darpa's hydrogel and with the kind of technology with bill gates's luciferase if some way they move in this direction you know this is where i'm like hey i i don't know but the point is the bible's happening and then now i need to talk about it right and and then everybody's got to make their own decision right and so you had a great case of how how are you thinking your way through this and i think that makes a lot of sense right. yeah and you mentioned you mentioned you mentioned bill gates uh and when you think of him, you also want to think of something that's becoming big now, cryptocurrency. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure you're familiar with that and even the patent number that he has and how supposedly the way this thing is to be set up, uh, you have this you have this tracking yes. device on the inside of you. And you will be uh, awarded what you need the currency that you need you'll be awarded what you need to do what you need to do depending upon you having behaved in the way you should have behaved or accomplished what you should have accomplished once again this is things that people should not take lightly then going back to what you said when you look in um i believe it's first john chapter 2 verse 20 and 27 those two verses and it it reads you have an unction from the holy one that word unction uh, it's synonymous with the word anointing and it goes to say you need that no man teach you but the anointing that is in you teach you all things whether it's truth or a lie I believe that, that during that time the, the true dedicated believer as you were saying they will know what's what Amen. But you, if you go back then to John 6 and you look at all of those individuals that walk with Jesus and this, this really gets it for you thousands were fed then when Jesus said, unless you eat of my body and drink of my blood, you have no life in me. Jesus recognized they were offended. He said, does this thing offend you? What if you should see the Son of Man ascend and descend from whence he came? And he said some other things. And then it says, from that moment on, it speaks of those people as his disciples. They followed him no more. Not the twelve, but they followed him no more. And he turned to the twelve and says to them, will you leave also? Peter, whom shall we turn? You have the words of eternal life. You have people who we refer to as uh, curious disciples. They'll follow you as long as what you're saying interests them. Because the word disciple itself means student or pupil. 
-hmm. They'll follow you as long as they're intrigued by what it is and it's any. But when you begin to give the things that seem difficult or the trials, you'll find out how far their discipleship went. Had there ever been a heart change or not? Right. And so in many cases, the heart has not been penetrated. I like what you said. This sounds good. I pretty much know how to be a good person. But to go as far as to surrender my life. Now, this is when Jesus becomes a stumbling block for you. Yes. And you see it all as a scandal. I've been following this. And now this is what I'm, if he's Lord, then why do we have to go through this? Mm -hmm. Okay. If he's Lord and he saves your soul. Did he not go through something worse? Yes. Right. Amen. And so that's the thing that has to be looked at. And people look at themselves, self-preservation. And so your discipleship may have really been surface and it wasn't really deep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, amen. You know, what can you say to that? Um, you know, it's not promised that it's all supposed to be roses, right? And uh, joy and glory. Um, I wanted to first ask you, because listening to you talk, I can't help but think when... Um, COVID stands for Certificate of Vaccination Identification. Um, it's surprising how few people actually realize that's what it stands for, folks. Because um, that's the agenda. Right. Also, there there's a video around, and I know that we have a link to it somewhere, where Bill Gates actually had talked to someone who was doing the tracking, who was making tracking inside to put in the vaccines because they knew that they were at some point going to need boosters, and this was as early as the 2010, 2011, so that... Um, there was a way for them to actually track each vaccine because they would have a lot number and each lot number would be different. So it makes sense that they would have to know what vaccine you got because there's different makers and what the lot number of that was. So he had spoken, Bill Gates, um, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation had spoken to this person about putting tracking in so that at least they would know because you wouldn't have to, of course, carry around something that had that in there. You wouldn't, it doesn't make sense to have it on you so that it would actually have it in the vaccine. And um, they had spoken to this person about making that a possibility. And then um, when asked about it recently in an interview by um, someone, he completely denies or doesn't even acknowledge this. And it's on video. It's not that hard to find. Um, so remember? 10 years ago, we saw it. He, yeah, was, we saw. he was saying that vaccines would have an ID to them. Yes. And, and now he's he saying he doesn't even want it. to acknowledge that that's the truth, that that's a possibility. But yet the person who works for the company that was like, yeah, we were working with them on coming up with that is saying, yeah, that's actually truth, that that is what was happening. Um, I, and I, I mean, how can you deny it? It makes sense, right? Logically, of course, that makes sense with having so many different makers of this potential vaccine and having so many boosters, you would, of course, need to know the lot number. Guys, this makes sense. You're so good. You're going to have to be a regular on here. <laughs> yes, he is going to be a regular. Maybe a series. <laughs> Somehow we caught that one. <laughs> Long story short, you know, when you, you start to think your way through this, a lot of the things you're saying make sense. For me, the parts of the vaccine that are troubling are the idea of fusing all the biometric technology that control all the information about us, everything we say, everything we do, everywhere we go, right? It's linking that to somehow technology for whether we, you know, controls all of our finances, has all of our health information. And then also linking that idea to the idea of something genetic happening here. So we see genetic technologies 
Um, and then we also see a biometric technologies always being paired to vaccines. So what, do you, what have you seen with respect or thought about with respect to the genetic components that are in this particular vaccine? Okay. Um, with genetic modifiers, genetic engineering, genetic manipulation, what you're doing is you're permanently changing something about that person. Yes. Okay, so you're modifying, but you're permanently changing something about them, and then they are no longer that their, their DNA, and we've heard things where they're saying, no, it doesn't affect you. No, your DNA is not going to be the same. I believe it was 2018 where uh, it was uh, at least where they were working on this to uh, alter uh, genetically alter human beings and in doing that you were going to alter their DNA they were going to get away from vaccines where you would treat people with uh, the virus itself and they were coming up with some synthetic things and the thing was once you're changed that's permanent mm-hmm. yes. that's done uh, what, you, what it appears if you're doing that you're trying to make everyone the same yes okay you're trying to make everyone the same when in truth um, we are not all the same. Okay, you know, males, females, we have different DNA. We have these things. You're not the same. So you're, you're, you're trying to create something uh, as one, as, as it was referred to by one person, and I'm speaking the one who referred, a person who referred to it as such, and I referred to it even before I began to research that, looking at the things, said these people are being doctor they're playing dr frankenstein they really are when i was at when i was a, a kid i used to like to watch underdog <laughs> and, and underdog uh, one of his nemesis was simon bar sinister yeah okay simon bar and he is his a cad <laughs> and simon bar sinister you know head looks like a molar he was always coming up with something that could control underdog he'd right. have something where when he stands up, things start spinning around, and when he does this, but it was always yeah. controlling him. And when you get these these mad doctors, and I'm just going to call them mad doctors because there's so much money that's released to them when they're doing gain of function with other nations or whatever they're doing, and so they're to them it's like it's like a kid in a candy factory, or it's like it's like someone with a with a, a, a tow missile, a tow missile. Uh, that's a missile that you use. It's, it's, it has a little computer, and, and you use that to destroy tanks. It's like someone with mm-hmm. a tow missile, and they've got a field of tanks out there that can't fire back, and you just keep reloading. And he's about three thousand meters down, and you're just and you're just wiring, and you're taking them out, and you're just having a good time watching these tanks explode. Well, these individuals, when they get in there, um, the mice, the rats, right. They're no. That's that's no longer good enough. Right now, it's time. Let's let's do this on humans. Right. And it appears that, and and this is me subjectively speaking, and you can tell me if what I'm saying is something that can be objective, but it appears now that they're taking shortcuts, especially with putting this th- this stuff out, because whenever you, whenever you do something like that, we mentioned something earlier. I want to go back to science. Right. Okay. Science itself has a methodology. 
Yes. Okay. When you when you talk about science, okay, there's something that you're there's something that you're trying to prove. And so in order to prove it, you have to experiment. You need a hypothesis that you're gonna work with. Am I correct so far? Yes. You need a hypothesis that you're gonna work with, then you go through your experimentation, you wanna get your results, then when you get your results, you wanna tell people about the results that you had. So right. when it comes to science, science is a way to examine things, get a knowledge about it about something either through testing or experience you're testing something to get knowledge about it they're doing this stuff without science you're just popping it they keep saying believe the science and i know saying to believe the science is getting people's mind off of god that's what they they want you to believe science is whatever they say they want to be your god they want to take god out of it And, and so i think you're popping things on people and it's like forget the forget the animal test Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to put it straight out on the people. And what we'll do, if this causes this, we'll cover it. And uh, But we'll say we have to make this change because of this. We have to make this change because of that. Not saying that, listen, we jumped ahead of the gun. We need to get, get it back right. Because if, once they say that, people are going to stop allowing them to do such things. Exactly. So this is this is how I'm seeing this this take place. Uh, I believe it. I believe that's the way that it's going. All you have to do is pay attention, listen, and follow what they're, what they're doing. But when we look at this genetic uh, modification and all of these things, uh, people, when they finish doing whatever they're doing with people, you are not going to be that same person again. Mm-hmm. And the question becomes, is it just going to affect your physical health or is it eventually... It going to begin. It's going to begin to affect your behavior. Yes, that's the question. You know, and I, I, I have friends of mine, and again, some of them are PhDs, and they, they do disagree with me that the mark of the beast is not going to have a genetic component. And so, what I, what I do is I back out of that and I say, okay, well, let me just put it to you this way: this technology is here. This technology is going to be offered to people, right? And so, we will have a choice. God wrote our DNA, and the question is, should we allow anyone to write different DNA for us, right? And again, we know when we change these things that we can actually uh, have a different character, a completely different behavior, right? And so when I say it to them like that, then they go, well, yes, in general, it would be a bad idea to change anything that God did, right? And so that's a way for me to you know, gently approach somebody and say, look, I, I don't know the whole thing either, but this is what's actually being offered. So, you know, whenever we, we think about these things, I always like, you know, just go back to the Bible. So we have to think about Adam and Eve, right? And we have to think about, can I mention this here? Garden? Yes, the garden. Eden, right? Yep. So <clears throat> we have to think about that uh, serpent in the garden, right? So he goes... The cash. Yes, the Nikesh, right? What does is, what is he want from Eve? Well, he's talking to her and he tempts her, right? And he says, hey, you know, um, eat this this fruit. You'll be, you'll have the wisdom of the gods, right? You'll know right from wrong like us, right? Just just do it. Um, but what is, 
what does he really want? You know, because he's like, you're a creature that's just slightly below us, right? I mean, God didn't make you like him, but he made you slightly below us. He doesn't see that as fair. So he tempts her into eating this apple, and then she, you know, and so Adam comes along, and then he eats this apple. But what does that do, right? That causes them to lose their uh, salvation. They don't no longer get to be in that place where God is. He's like, nope, now I have to, you can't be in the Garden of Eden with me, right? He's like, now you leave. Separation. So now there's a separation from God. And the only way they can get that back, right, is, you know, Jesus comes through salvation, right? But they get, we have to remember, they lose that with God, the being in his presence all the time. They get cast down to earth. And and also, by the way, so does that serpent, right? Because he's not just, it's not just a snake, right? We know that because it's a snake talking, not normal. Um, <clears throat> that is Satan. So um, also, you know, God is also telling him, you will also die like men, right? You, right. you, you will rule on earth, but you will be crushed, right? right? By man under the heel. So also Satan loses there too, right? So he's, he's down here on earth with us. So then we have to look at another, another time this happens. Now we don't really know exactly what happens, but we see that the second pattern happening is that Nephilim, right? Giant's blood. We see the women get taken. They come back. We don't know exactly, but anyway, they're, they have, um, mixed, right? Mixed blood giants. And so God looks down and he's like, oh, this is not what he had planned because somehow the body, his, what his creation has been defiled. This creation that he made image. has been in yeah. his image has been defiled. And, um, so, and we know because he says that Noah was pure in his line. So he saves them, floods the earth to destroy, right? This tainted um, image that's now there because it's not pure. So that's destroyed. That's the second time. So, but we, we're setting up a pattern here, right? Our, that's what I feel. I mean, one day I was just praying and, it, and um, the Holy Spirit put this in my head and I was like that, in, in, things do fall in a pattern, right? Yep. In the Bible. Um, and so this is the next time, guys. That this We have to think about that. What does Satan want yet again to defile God's creation, God's image yet again? And the way that he's doing it, he comes into our body to defile that which God created in the image, right? And so this is what's happening, setting up to defile that DNA and then... We, right we're going to need to destroy that right to be redeemed yet again but it's just it's something about that so the idea pattern. that there there were some possible genetic modifications if these guys were really yeah. that different we have to perceive that they had different dna and then curiously they were not able to be saved so yeah. here we have a case it's one of the ones that i use often to say that hey this might explain why they were not able to be saved or even considered soulless ones because they were made in a different image. Yeah. God didn't write their DNA. Right. It's just something to think about. Yeah. Because right. If you would um, <clears throat> look at that and just, if you don't mind, Satan's not going to die. Right. He's going to be tormented throughout eternity, right. which he should he should get what he's done. Right. But I, I, just before you were, you were talking, I thought about Matthew 24. Now, one of the things when when the disciples asked Jesus, you know, they asked him when we when uh, when will these things be, and what would be uh, the sign of your coming, your coming when he comes again? Well, and they said, what will be what will be sign of the end, end of the age? When will the end of the age be? Uh, end of the world, should I say? End of the world, and and that speaking of the consummation of time, and you can find it also in the book of Daniel. 
uh, I believe it's around the 12th chapter, the last chapter, but they were asking him about the consummation of time. And he said, it's not for me to tell you time or season. But then he gives them a lot of things that will happen. Now, then he says something. He says, in those days, there will be plagues. Mm -hmm. Now, here is what has to happen for the modern day Christian. I, I think that, and I want to respect individuals since I can't speak for them, so I'll say I think that. I think that a number of people read the Bible, and also being a homiletics professor, uh, I'm able to see that when people make certain deliveries. I think that a number of people read the Bible without imagination. Now, when I say without, <laughs> when I say without imagination, you know that today we don't fight wars with horses. Now they did use some horses in Afghanistan in the mountains. They did right. use some horses. Okay, but you know for the most part we don't fight wars with horses. Right. We use tanks and mm -hmm. armored personnel carriers, helicopters. We use things like that. Okay. Um, when it comes to plagues that has to do with uh, pestilence, diseases. Okay. Now, he does not say whether they will be he doesn't say natural by natural causes right he just says pestilence right right and then people they look at now but you have to think about it uh we've had the spanish flu the swine flu we've had these different things now uh when it took place in 1918 it is said that that one actually took more people out than world war one itself even wow. though it happened toward the end of world war one and many of the people, I was researching this, and this is, this, I got to go and just dig it out some more. Many of the people died because of the wearing of the mask. Right. Mm -hmm. Because in the wearing of the mask, that in itself did more damage mm -hmm. than good, keeping right. that on constantly because you get the bacteria built yeah. up in it. So I'm just bringing all this out, so, you know, put some little tidbits out there for you that's listening. And you, at any time, you know, because it's your show, you can say, you can say, Doc, that's the wrong thing. Okay. But when you look at this and you look at pestilence, imagination, we have to think about, okay, this COVID thing right now, this would be considered a pestilence. Right. We know now, like some of us knew, but we, once again, they would say, well, how can you prove it? Well, it's come out, it's come out, so we can prove it's come out. We know that it was a man-made I'm going to use the word pestilence. Right. Mm -hmm. It was a man-made disease. So we've been seeing them in these last, more than one. We've been seeing them in the last age, and they're getting progressive, even they're getting progressively worse. Even yeah. though less people died right. from COVID, they made sure that they put enough in that number, whether you no longer did anyone have the flu, no longer did anyone have a cold, no longer did anyone have pneumonia, no longer did anyone have cancer. Right. And so you actually... You prioritize death, right? You wanted the world, everybody to think that everybody was dying from this when it was not really even the leading cause of death. Right. But once again, I'm, I'm adding that in once again, but once again, going back to pestilence, uh, diseases. It doesn't say whether it's going to be man-made or not. No. And if you have a man-made disease, it can affect you. We know that there are, there are diseases that can affect you that are not man-made. Right. If I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. if a dog gets rabies, it drives him mad. Right. right. If a human gets rabies, I'm sure to do the same thing. Yes. Okay. So we know that there yeah. are diseases that can take your mind. So who's to say they cannot make something 
that alters your mind. Okay, so we know that can happen. But when it comes to, we don't, no one will have an excuse though for taking the mark of the beast, except that they don't trust God. But I do believe, because right now, I'm speaking on something that church leaders, and I think you probably gonna end up hitting up in that area anyway, that church leaders need to take inventory of. Yes. Because I, I believe you see too many that are, I'm using your word, too many that are acquiescing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Wait, that was your word earlier. <laughs> I thought my wife paid you to, to that use word. that word. <laughs> I think we see too many acquiescing to the direction that the world has taken. Now you've got pastors saying, if you don't have, if you don't have the, the what is it, the, the your, your your card? If you don't have, mm-hmm. you haven't taken the vaccine, you cannot come in. Yeah. And then if you're under uh, 11 years of age and. Uh, well, soon you will have to say that. Soon you're going to be saying under five years of age because now they're trying to push something to get five-year-olds vaccinated. Yes. If you're under five years Thanks. of age and or you have a medical reason, a medical exemption, then you can enjoy the service online. Mm-hmm. What You are not looking to God for his healing. Mm-hmm. Now you're starting to look at everything that man says and it's like, okay, I got that portion. Mm-hmm. I've got, and if they don't repent, they need to be very careful because there is going to be a last day church. I believe you have portions of it now, but it's going to be more. There's a last day church mm-hmm. that's aligned with the world. Yeah. And you have to you have to decide whether you're going to really be they a God could or the world. They be, be persecuting, you know, the, the true church. Yes. And I know we've talked about, you know, the idea of, you know, if you want to control a population, you create the chaos, you know. And once the chaos is created, then you can come in and make the control so once you realize that this was not man-made that means that somebody intentioned to do this it means they conspired this was man to do this This right yeah he said this was was man-made yes and so you start to realize well then you know if if this is the crime they killed all these people right because it is real right but then also why what's what's what have they driven us to you know and that's where you have to go well if the chaos creates the control, where is the control? Mm. The vaccine is the control. Mm. And when you think about the ultimate, and this is just, I'll just run this by, you just, you know, I think about, okay, well, we were in the Garden Eden. Things were pretty good. We had a great relationship with God. Then we fell from there, right? And you think about God coming back, redeeming us. All those thousands of generations that were lost, right? Or they had a form of salvation through the Old Testament laws. Jesus comes, he dies. Okay. He resurrected. He is then visiting his apostles and he says, better for me to what? Go so that what? The Holy Spirit could come. So now this isn't God's end game, but in this life, the Holy Spirit inside of us, sitting on the throne of our heart, is God's ultimate goal. So what is Satan's ultimate goal? To demonically sit, possess that throne. He wants to demonically possess people. See, and this is where you start to go, well, if, if you think about the opening of the abyss, now that's a whole other can of worms, so I'm not going there because his head just exploded, but thinking of all that. But you start to realize this is what his end game is. And the, in order to pull this off, he can't seduce people in some ways, right? No matter what they do in this life, right? God can, can send repentance to them and they can be recovered. But the problem is, okay, he comes up with a new forbidden fruit. 
right? Well, I mean, something he, that happens there, right? Right. I mean, he ultimately wants to. He wants us to not be able to get that salvation in the same way that he can never right. have salvation. Right. So what? He's like, you guys are lower than us, and he <laughs> loves you. Right. Why does he love you, dogs? Yeah. Like how? How happy would he be if he could take the thing that we are offered that right. he can never have? So you think about right? when this chaos comes in, what is Satan's goal? He's, he cannot, this mark of the beast, one thing we know is they got to have access to your body to do something to it literally. So the only way you can be 100% sure here is you don't allow that access. Yeah, what he actually wants, what he, what he really wants, what he ultimately wants, should I say, you go back to Isaiah. I know it's five I wills. He wants to exalt his throne above the stars. He wants to do all of Then he says, I will be as the most high God. Exactly. Then when you go to Revelation 13, they're demanded to worship. Yes. If you look in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, he goes in the temple, and this is going to take place in Jerusalem, and that's what Americans need to think about. There, every you you wonder why you wonder why the Middle East is a hotbed, right? Because I mean that's it's there's so much demonic activity, and at the same time, God is is holding things up for His people. Right. But what He wants to do, He's going to set His throne in right. the temple there's gonna be a temple there and he's gonna set his throne there yep. he wants worship and, and he he is he is deceived himself yeah because when you look at the end of revelation yeah. you'll see after the after the millennial reign a thousand year millennial reign you're gonna see where he's going to come and do again do it again he, he he is going to take one last ditch effort. and I'm, I'm using the word ditch yep. sarcastically because that's where he's going to end up yep. he can take one last ditch last ditch effort to try to overthrow god and it's going to be just like that so he wants to worship and i believe he'll use any techniques the word says we are not to be ignorant of the schemes of the devices the wiles of satan he will use any techniques he can and there is, once again, we brought it, there's a church of Satanology. Yes. And I believe you got people in high places that worship him. Mm -hmm. And they'll do whatever they can because just like, think about Jesus. In, in, in Matthew 4, Luke 4, it records uh, where he says, if you would do this, if you would do this, if you would do this. He's actually trying to tempt Jesus. Right. He yeah. speaks of everything he can give him. Yeah. Mm. How many people have power in worldly success because they fell for what Jesus showed you you didn't have to fall for. Amen. <laughs> that was good, brother. <laughs> Did you have something? But spoiler alert, right? I mean, we see where it ends up. Like, you must be so dumb if you think for one second. We already know the end, folks. We already know the end. Like, did you? You can't read? You don't know? The, the, and it's over like you said like that like that you're sitting there on that throne is so quick it's over well you know i tell my <laughs> boys i say you know what when we're in heaven you know you think about worshiping god it is not work it's a natural mm. it's a natural reaction to being in the presence of anything that good and you just can't even imagine how good god is and how beautiful he is and how generous he is and how loving he is and you see that's where worship that's what they all remember being there. 
right? And now they know they've lost all that. Yep. You start to realize they want to be the one who's in God's spot, but they, right. they aren't beautiful, are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, reprobate. That's exactly right. right. So one thing, so we talked about the, the biometric side. Of it. What do you think the chances are uh, that there could be some genetic manipulation involved in the mark of the beast? I don't put anything past that. Um, can't say a lot, but it was brought up earlier um, concerning uh, the Nephilim and, and uh, the giants there. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it tells us what happened to the sons of God and the daughters. And then people say, well, the word says the angels are not given in, in marriage. So, okay, then you look at it right. They're not supposed to do that. Right. They're not mm -hmm. supposed to do that, right. but they we know that they can take on the form of human beings right. yes. when they come to the earth. You got you got okay visiting Abraham, mm -hmm. okay visiting right. Manoah, the father of Samson, okay. So we know that can happen. Uh, visiting Mary, mm -hmm. uh, so um, I I think some things like that because he's using men, and once again, as I I said earlier, you've got to when you read the Bible, you have to read it with imagination right when you think about okay look at this simon the sorcerer mm -hmm. okay simon the sorcerer <laughs> That's a great story when he saw what peter and john were able to do to him it's like they were taking business away from him because mm -hmm. these people by the power of the holy spirit people yeah. were getting saved they were getting healed and no longer was his magical his demonic influence working and so he wanted, he didn't have, he wanted to buy right. what they had. Why did he want it? He wanted to have it so that he could have this great power and make even more money. Now, here's my thing. He was using what? He was using curious arts. Right. Now, if you look at, and I'm sure you know this, the Greek word for sorcery. Yes. Okay. Pharmacon, pharmacia. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where we get our English word pharmacy. Right. Our pharmacist. And the definition, it speaks of uh, a sorcerer mm -hmm. and his spell or his potion and its lot is L-O-T, right. that which befalls the person. Right. Um, no disrespect intended, but I've said this uh, today, a lot of medicine and people who distribute it. Some people are real doctors. Thank God for doctors. Amen. Then some people are modern day sorcerers with a license. That's right. We okay. have forgotten that because to us, to some people, is just a word preaching a sermon to excite people, but not really getting the depth of it, not even knowing it, not even knowing the depth of it, not going to original languages uh, and, 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 and getting how things were. What did this mean to them? And then how do you apply this to you? Mm -hmm. So a lot of that has been missed. And so a lot of things are getting by on us. But yes, it can be some form of sorcery yeah. that's, right. that's going to be worked on you. And I, I think, you know, there you have it. You just have to be creative. The reality is, is that, you know, we don't know what this is. And that's why we're commanded to be on guard. <clears throat> so one of the things I was going to ask you is, what are some of the things right now that are happening that don't exactly fit the mark of the beast for you? The, the sequence. Okay. Uh, and it, it's just as simple with me. The sequence, when I look at 
uh, once again, Revelation chapter 13, when I look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, I know I keep going to the same chapters, and even when I look at portions of Matthew 24, uh, the sequence doesn't hit it, but it doesn't mean that it cannot be a precursor, because at that time, there's going to be no ambiguity about it. There's going to be a demand. You're going to have, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have false signs and line one is being worked. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a, a very a brutal, like when it refers to beast, this is not the word for like, uh, sometimes you see the word beast, like the beast around the throne, speaking of, his, uh, speaking of them as creatures. This word beast is speaking of a very vicious, mm -hmm. okay, uh, human being, yes. a horrendous human being. Mm -hmm. And uh, though they may seem attractive to people on the outside, they are a very, this is a very dangerous person and then it speaks of another beast it speaks of an attempted assassination that's going to take place it speaks of a recovery it speaks of a demand for worship okay mm -hmm. and 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 uh, then you know all of that this image being built so those things we have not seen we have not seen uh him uh, in the temple in jerusalem declaring that he is god mm -hmm. so i'm looking at that and i tend to see precursors uh, if you remember, if you go back to going into the 21st century from 1999 to 2000, all types of books were written, and there was one book, The Millennial Meltdown. Right. Now, everything was supposed to just be destroyed. And, and I remember, because we do what you call watch night services. Right. And I remember that night, 1999, going into 2000, I preached the message, and it was entitled, You Won't Get Off That Easy. <laughs> I remember it. Y2K. And I, and I broke down why those things would not happen mm -hmm. because they had jumped everything. And this hadn't taken place, and that hadn't taken place, and that hadn't taken place. At midnight, I'm going to go in there and turn on the computers. You know, I said, everything working? And I, I said, now all of these people who wrote these books, what you need to do, you need to apologize to the people, give them a refund. I think the books were $12, give them a refund, or tell them if they like, they can donate the money to your ministry but nobody really said anything that was mm -hmm. wrong i don't think that this is off because i don't think that it's off because it definitely we're seeing people who are in that camp yeah. and you're definitely trying to get the minds of people and you're getting the minds of a lot of people mm -hmm. and i believe in some cases of getting the minds of people now this is me i use this word a lot subjective and it it, it, it protects you when you don't have the absolute facts but you see certain things mm -hmm. um Subjectively speaking, I think even the numbers or the percentage of people that, are, that are, they're saying took the vaccine, I think that can be, I think that could be, I think they could be hyping that to try and psychologically get everybody else to take it. I agree. True. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't believe that the numbers are what they're saying they are either. If you could have seen, did you see all of those teachers on the Brooklyn Bridge the other day? Yeah. I did. So, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, but I'm thinking everybody there. I thought everybody in New York was down with this, right? Right. Here's what I was going to say, and I, I, I agree with what you're saying, that we, we have lots of reasons to, to make a question, but here's where, where I'm at. I can make a, some pretty good cases as to why this isn't the mark of the beast, but what I'm having a lot of difficulty doing, I'm having a lot of trouble getting to believe that this is not how the beast is being formed okay. and how that they are getting their power and how they're causing the whole world to come together. And so this consolidation. So what I see is definitely there's a precursor component to this vaccine, but it's the COVID narrative that seems to be developing the beast, 
giving it its power and then again forming the system where we cannot buy and sell. Okay, and I'm, letting, I'm letting the kid in school now. I got to, that, because that's good. I'm, I'm right with you. That's good. <laughs> and I don't, want, I don't want this to slip my mind. Uh, everything you just said, I wholeheartedly agree with. I, I, I mentioned him a few times without going deep into him. Klaus Schwab. Right. Head of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. He felt that COVID-19 was the best way to bring the Great Reset. The Great Reset is to bring everything into, that's the new word for one world order because yes. that became old. Right. If you can use this, which they're using it, to bring in a one world order, okay, now what happens is the system is set for a one world ruler. Right. Right. So I do believe, I do believe that it is leading to I believe it's leading to that. I believe it, the first thing you're doing is you're bringing all of these, you're bringing all of these nations together. You want to bring them under one authoritarian leader, and then what you have to do is you have to squash. I have another vision too. Oh my goodness! You have to. They're all just coming back. You have to squash all opposition. Uh, I had this dream some years ago, and it was like a fenced area from the top. The fence it may have been about 20 feet high. And it was very, very wide. And the people were like in columns. It was very, very wide. People, and they were dressed in uh, common clothes, jeans, plaid shirts, paisley shirts. <laughs> but they were, they were dressed in common clothes. And they were inside, and they were all walking. And there were people outside of the fence standing watching them as well as soldiers. Up ahead, I could see far up, it was like to the right, there were these white buildings that looked like buildings that you would have for refugees or something they were like um modular type they were they were off and these people were being marched in now this was about maybe 10 years ago as well they were being marched in all of them just walked in walking and people outside looking and the people that were in they weren't all christians but they were people who were not yielding to something hmm. that the government was doing and in a dream, I kind of like got this. This is a part that's leading to the tribulation. And this is one of the things that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Now, I did actually have that one. Yes, I did have some. I have to apologize. Oh, I, I didn't. But it, some of them. And um, I don't write them all down. Mm -hmm. But I use, they'll come back to mind. And mm -hmm. I, can, I can remember them so vividly clear. Hmm. So, yeah, I do believe that part. Because you got and see communism, for example, com communism is the best. It is the perfect government for the Antichrist to come through. Mm -hmm. Because in communism, you have to strip people of their belief in God. Uh, Karl Marx, who was in the, the what nineteenth century, Karl Marx said that belief in God was a delusion. It's a delusion and an illusion to get people to feel good about something that really can't I'm paraphrasing him that can't make them feel it was a delusion yeah. as far as he is concerned and the main thing they push is uh, uh, you gotta have no this has to be done by revolution armed right. conflict yes. and, and you starting to see these kinds of things so this will work if you take God out of it okay you tear everything down you create chaos mm -hmm. okay and then you try to build something back up but you've gotta have a hierarchy Mm -hmm. And then everybody else 
is on the same level. Mm -hmm. And that's the level of being peasants and controlled. Mm -hmm. What a better system for Satan to work out for his diabolical plan than for that kind of thing to happen. Now, see, when you said that, my spirit jumped inside of me because I keep telling people, like, so I read the Bible and I'm like, I, I see this last government as communist. <laughs> you know, and you just start to realize, holy smokes, and why hasn't America figured this out? So when you think about precursor ideas, right? If this cause is forming the beast, then that means this is an initial form of the beast. And then this beast is clearly marking us with something. So this is another way that I think of this as being a precursor. Because if this is the beast, any way that it's forcing us, mandating us to be you know, mark, and there are genetic markers inside this, this is another argument that I use to say this is at least a precursor idea. Yes, we can see some dangerous things taking place. We can see some dangerous things. Uh, definitely, uh, people need to research. The only problem is they need to research, and at the same time, there's a problem because they're giving you very little information. And that's a big problem when you want to give someone something, but you don't want to tell them what's in it. Yeah, that's why there's no informed consent right. here. If we buy food, we can we can we can see the ingredients. If you buy cake that was baked in a store, you can see the ingredients. Uh, if you buy medicine, you can see the ingredients. But now you're putting something in someone's body, and you don't want to give them the ingredients. That in itself. Uh, should be a disqualifier for people when it comes to yes. taking such things. I, I want to say something. I, I left something off, and I'm not adding to the division itself of the people walking uh, with, oh, the, the, with, the, fencing, yeah, with mm -hmm. the fencing. But sometime later, because I didn't know that there were the, the white buildings in the back and all, and didn't know what was going on with all of that, but I knew there were some people in this fencing. Uh, I was driving one day a little time after maybe a couple months later and I was driving south on Falkenberg Road and I looked to my right and I believe there's Falkenberg Jail or mm -hmm. Falkenberg Prison I believe it's Falkenberg Jail mm -hmm. and as I was driving by I saw that same type of fencing uh, that I saw in that vision and when I saw that I just went oh my goodness that was incarceration yeah wow and yeah, mass incarceration. There was mass incarceration of people for some specific reason, and those people were being taken to those buildings. Wow. I don't know what for. Was that's where they were going to keep you? Or it was what, a FEMA because, camp? Because <laughs> because <laughs> I, that's what it looked like. Yeah. Okay, that's what it looked like. I don't know what they were going to do oh, back that there. Was Ten years ago. But that's what they took you. Wow. Um, I, and, and people probably say, man, this guy has a lot of vision, but some of these are over years and they're over years, years, years. And I, and, and God does do that. Yeah, and I, he does, I, I can't for apologize sure. for that. Right. But I had one where I was in this city. It was in the heart of the United States of America. And, uh, the city had all these monuments and, and, and everything and, and, and got these nice sidewalks and monuments, but everything was dark. Everything was dark. Hmm. And then all of a sudden I look up in the sky and here comes this jet and it's attacking. And 
as in a dream, you can see things that, so if a person, well, how do you know? You know this because you see it in a dream. In the dream, I was able to see the pilot in the cockpit. And he had his helmet on. He had his, he had his, his oxygen and everything. He had everything hooked up to his face. But yet in it, he was vicious. He was vicious. I mean, he, he was a vicious pilot. In other mm-hmm. words, he came to do damage. And when he fired his rockets, they didn't go forward. Uh, as rockets usually would go, but he had like this, it was a very wide, it looked like it was a dust beam or dirt beam. And as it hit the ground, it would begin to explode, just blowing up. And so I grabbed the hand of my my son and my grandsons and began to, to run. I was running up, there was these steps. And then there was this building and the doors, and I never really understood that. But the doors, they were tall, they were big, but they were black, they were dark. Wow. And I was running up those stairs to try to find some cover. And then finally we did get some cover. And I, then I asked the question, I said, how did this happen? How did they get here? How did they get through our defenses? How did they get in the heart of the country? And because in it, you, you were thinking it was the, uh, I was thinking it was the, you know, probably the Chinese or whoever, whoever. And I'm like, how could they get in here? And then it, was just spoken to me this was not an attack from the outside this came from the inside wow. and the place where the attack was taken and these monuments and these buildings and all it was the capital it was the capital city of the United States of America otherwise known as Washington D.C. So, you know, Chris Pinto and Tom Warren, wow. you know, really go through Washington, D.C., and they, they really show you that it is the most occult city in the world. Just the shape of it you alone. Know, and you just yeah. start to look at this, Pentagram. what you're saying here, you know, and we're going to end with that, by the way, folks, but, you know, that's a prophetic word, and you can see here, you know, here we have a man who is clearly able to discern the Bible. And, that's an and, amazing vision, by the way. And get through all of this stuff, and, and yet God is still, you know, giving him some visions of some things to come and these visions are always to hey wake people up right. hey just be looking for this but wait i want I, I want to know if nancy pelosi was also flying around in a broom <laughs> in that vision like cackling like, <laughs> get you and your little dog too dorothy <laughs> I, I saw monuments but i didn't, I didn't see any no people. she wasn't up there on her broom just flying around Surprise. well um <laughs> So uh, remember to um, look and call us on uh, soilministries.org. Again, we're trying to help the people in Honduras. And uh, uh, Pastor Danny Isbell is over there right now. And we're trying to help some orphanages. And we also have a school that we're working with. And so we'd love to see some people try and reach out to us. And again, soilministries.org. And uh, Alex would love to tell you what to get us to give us a good review please share subscribe review we also want to let pastor dozer let you know where you can find him and his sermons and talk to him ask him questions all that sort of thing let us know pastor dozer where where can i find you uh if you if you want to hear some of the sermons that we have you can go to w-o-g-a-t uh dot sermon dot net uh you can also go to um Facebook Live, Word of Grace and Truth Ministries. And if we're still up there, you can go on YouTube, Word of Grace and Truth <laughs> Ministries, Dr. Thomas L. Dozier. We were trash talking that we've been pulled down on, you know, red 
you know, what is it called again? YouTube. YouTube, yeah. He's like, what is that? He's, he's, he's got to work on it. <laughs> he's still on there. <laughs> but we, we thank him for being here, and we'll have yes. him back, because he is, like we said, the Optimist Prime over here, and yes. um, he's awesome. So we hope you guys loved it, and we'll definitely have him back. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Have we, a blessed week. Yeah, we love you. God bless you. Oh, we didn't ask... To pray. We oh yeah, we want him to have for, him pray for those feeling for discouraged or fearful pray. right now. So we have so many people yeah. that are upset about what's happening right and now and fearful. So and fearful. So we want to just offer you a chance to pray for us okay. all. Uh, first, I want you to know that be aware of this. God has not given us a spirit That's of right. fear, and, and that word fear is translated from a Greek word which speaks of being timid. We said timidity or being cowardly. God has not given us a spirit of being cowardly. Right. When you're cowardly, you're afraid to stand for that which is right. God has not given us that. Amen. But he's given us a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. We can make the right decisions, rational decisions. Um, uh, we have the grace of God within us to lead and guide us in all truth, to keep us regardless of the situation. And we need to know that whatever God started in you, you need to know whatever God started in you, he is it. faithful to yes. finish it. He's faithful to complete it. Just stand on that and know that everything else that opposes the word of God is a lie and God is always true. So stand on that and know that there's nothing that is overtaking you but such as is common to all all men and whatever you're going through right now God will provide a way for you to egress through it so that you will be able to do it endure it so with that in mind I'm just going to uh, leave you with a word of prayer Father, we thank you now in the name of Jesus for your grace and your mercy, for your goodness and your kindness, for your love and your peace. We thank you, Lord, for keeping your people. You have saved us and you've called us with a holy calling. And we know, Lord God, that uh, because we're yours, we're under your wing and we mm. know that we're under your wing, Lord, that your truth will be our shield and it will be our butler. It will fight for us. You will fight for us. You are a God of war and Lord God, there's nothing that can come against that which is yours that will defeat it and you are God of love those that are yours God you love you keep you cherish you nourish and you protect so I pray Lord that those who have listened to this podcast and and those who whom they will share it with I pray God that they uh, will walk in the confidence in the fact that they are yours you are ours and those who endure to the end will definitely be saved. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you guys.